Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Air Magique. I'm your host, Eric, and with me is my amazing co-host, Niels. Hello, everyone. Today, we will be sharing our Disneyland Paris Christmas favorites. Yes, Christmas time at Disneyland Paris is usually such a fantastic time to visit. Not only do we get real snow, but the decorations and, well, before we get into all that, Niels, what's something that caught your eye at Disneyland Paris these past weeks? Well, there were some uh, inside ears updates shared recently, and yes. one of them is the refurbishment of the Disneyland Paris castle. I will read the uh, information uh, shared uh, through uh, inside ears. For the first time since the opening of Disneyland Paris in 1992, the iconic Sleeping Beauty castle is about to undergo a major refurbishment starting in January 2021. When it's finished, guests can expect to find this iconic symbol of Disneyland Paris more sparkling than ever. Walt Disney Imagineering and construction teams have been preparing for two years now to ensure that the castle is carefully refurbished to the exceptional standards of an icon that is so dear to Disneyland Paris. So, to preserve the visual aspect of Sleeping Beauty Castle and the guest experience during the refurbishment, a themed canvas will be installed on which the castle will be represented and fully covered while it's being refurbished. Guests will still be able to go through Sleeping Beauty Castle to access Fantasyland, also the shops located in the castle so uh, that's uh, the good news totally yeah so this will be a major refurbishment and the castle will not be visible for a very long time uh, most probably for more than a year yeah that's a bummer <laughs> for taking <laughs> nice uh, pictures <laughs> but uh, yeah it, it probably also means uh, no nighttime shows uh, no. in 2021 that was not in the official text uh, mentioned but um, yeah I guess the good news is that with COVID, we can't have big crowds watching shows like that anyway. So um, Also yeah, true. I think this is the best moment <laughs> to do this <laughs> and also to start this January while the park is closed. And the castle will uh, look brand new afterwards, uh, ready for the so cool. 30th anniversary. So yeah. I'm happy that it gets some love anyway, although we have to miss it, uh, well, somehow <laughs> in uh, 2021. Yeah, that's true. So the 30th will be 2022. Yes. It's not too yeah. long. So they have more than a year to, uh, well, fix everything. Take those towers off, refurbish them, yeah. paint them, well, do whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to, to see it, well sparkling uh, <laughs> in a well almost new way uh, again in uh, most definitely too yeah it's interesting so the back isn't entirely there right there's going to be a motif of the three fairies with like a trail of pixie dust magic sparkle <laughs> type things so you really only have the full visual of the castle from the front on the tarps yeah which i thought was an interesting yeah, choice it is yeah i'm really wondering how many people <laughs> will st still take their picture uh, next year uh, in front of the castle because yeah it's not the real thing of course but, yeah i think uh, for first timers yeah. it'll still be a nice thing yeah then you have to right yeah. <laughs> so i hope they yeah, do some yeah. like if they're not going to do a show i do hope they do some cool lighting and maybe some yeah. projection mapping still in the evening magical. like some sparkles yeah. or something like not a full show but just a little something to yeah accent it you i'm know? also not sure if they will uh, switch off the the fountains yeah. uh, otherwise they can do a little um, fountain show in the evenings do a little fountain show do some of that tarp projection yeah <laughs> they have really nice lasers that they can move all over central plaza so uh, yeah do you think they're going to give us that same color palette that they did with cinderella's castle yeah, and walt disney world what i was thinking uh, <laughs> that they were going to announce uh, when they started uh, talking about refurbishment but uh, yeah they didn't say uh, that we uh, 
would get that color palette, but it's a bit controversial, right? I mean, it I is. saw some people on that that don't really like it very much. I haven't seen it in person, so I would mm -hmm. reserve judgment. No. I like the palette the way it is now, so <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be mad if it looks exactly the same as it uh, currently does. No, me neither. As I think our castle already looks charming. The colors are well, really well chosen. Yeah, but yeah. Not sure. <laughs> I really like the pastels. I think it fits with the Disneyland hotel. It's all like one yeah, true. unified visual yeah, that, language. That's also why uh, some people <laughs> that get there for, for the very first time think the Disneyland hotel is the castle. <laughs> <laughs> it's that big it's pink also, thing. <laughs> yeah, it's pink and it also has some, well, towers. Right. But, uh, no. And the gazebo was removed as well. So I guess the castle is going to get oh. some R&R. The gazebo is going to be, I think, completely rebuilt. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of new things are happening at Disneyland totally. Paris. Yeah. So what caught your eye? Yeah, so over the last week we learned that Buzz Lightyear's Laser Blast will reopen, Corona willing, sometime in February 2021. Yep. We also got a first sneak peek at the Mater figure, which will be installed in Cars Route 66 over in Walt Disney Studios Park. And as we speculated in the last show, it's not an animatronic, but instead a static figure, at least when it comes to the facial features. So hopefully they'll include other moving elements in the show to make the scenes feel a little bit kinetic and alive. So like spinning mm -hmm. elements or something, even if we don't get full on animatronics, um, again, still uh, reserving judgment until it's open. I'm hoping for the best. But <laughs> yes. the thing I really wanted to talk about was that we got a first look at the set of the new Disney Junior Dream Factory show and it looks so spectacular. Yeah, They're spinning cogs slowly turning abstract elements and the whole thing is just so beautifully lit overall the whole stage looks like some fantastical steampunk machine which definitely fits the story we've been pitched so far yeah so the concept for the show was inspired by the music from the disney junior franchise brands which featured the common thread of dreams which in turn led to the idea of the dream factory as the show starts and the factory crew come out to welcome the quote-unquote guests, something goes wrong. You know, classic theme park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frantically, the factory crew calls out for help and Mickey and Minnie show up to assist. Mickey and Minnie determine that someone in the factory isn't dreaming and without those dreams, we can't power the factory to make magic for the world. Mickey and Minnie enlist the help from some Disney Junior friends, Fancy Nancy, Vampirina, and Timon from the Lion Guard series. Through a series of song and dance production numbers, we realize that our dreams can come true as long as we all believe. Now, that sounds really cute. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting mix of characters, so a combination yeah, that we true. haven't seen before at Disneyland Paris, so that's cool. Now, the factory set, which features many fun moving elements, also features something known as dream orbs. So, kind of think memory orbs from Disney Pixar's Inside Out. It's basically the same thing but with dreams instead of memories yeah true <laughs> yeah, yeah there's a central control panel where the orbs can be inserted into the base and the factory can begin processing the dream oh and mickey and minnie appear in specially designed costumes just for the show yeah and that's so cool yeah i really hope that you can meet them one day uh well in some behind the scenes or yeah that'd be so cool <laughs> after show uh, venue yeah. yeah it's very 1940s working class man woman inspired design that look really practical and 
sturdy in a shade of light blue so yeah there's also this fun slide on the left hand side of the stage which i'm sure some characters will be using during the show <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least we got our first little preview of the brand new song from the show so here it is So I also wanted to share this little insight from the theme scene on Twitter, one of our lovely listeners. So they wrote in regarding the Frontierland playground, which we talked about on the last episode. So apparently when it gets really hot in the summer, as in temperatures exceeding 30 degrees, the cast members come by and cover up the metal slides with tarps so that kids don't burn themselves. Interestingly enough, the check sheet they use is still branded with Pocahontas and a fun little illustration of Miko the raccoon from the film. So <laughs> it's just a little fun insight into Disneyland Paris operations. So thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So they didn't re-theme <laughs> that part. Yeah. That's a piece of history. <laughs> Totally. You guys, if you have some fun insights that you want to share with us, you can always feel free to send stuff to us on Twitter, Instagram, or to our email. We love reading them. And if they're super cool like this, then we'll share them on there. Yes, please. Yeah. (laughs) There are so many Christmassy experiences to be had at Disneyland Paris. The decoration, the music, the ambience. (laughs) Niels, do you want to start off with your number one? Yes. (laughs) My first memory is the huge Christmas tree light up ceremony in uh, Main Street USA. Oh, so cool. Yeah. First of all, that tree on Town Square looks amazing. It's uh, 24 meters uh, tall or 78 foot. And the 2019 version of the ceremony was called Mickey's Magical Christmas Lights. And it was performed, I think, twice a day or at least twice a day on the busier days of the season. In the evening, of course, to make sure that it's uh, dark. Nice. And I mentioned the 2019 version on purpose uh, as lighting up the tree was a special show for years, but it was adapted and improved in 2019. The Christmas tree lighting ceremony featured uh, Mickey, Minnie, Santa Claus um, and their entourage. But this time they also got the support of some Royal Disney couples. And basically the show's story is all about a technical issue. So the tree can't be lit, but with some princess magic, uh, they are able to fix that. And to do so, each princess adds her own color matching the, the dress. And we see uh, special lighting in Main Street, uh, creating an effect in that color of the dress of that princess. And even the castle on the other side of Main Street is involved with projection mapping and lights. So this really makes it, well, a better version of the earlier shows. Uh, It's more spectacular, more immersive, and especially for those who stand a bit further away from Town Square, uh, like in Main Street. Uh, you're still part of that ceremony uh, that way. The tree gets, uh, well, more lit up uh, with every magical action of the princesses and uh, resulting in an impressive winter wonderland on the, on Town Square, accompanied by uh, Christmas music, of course. And yeah, it's it's really cool to watch this show as it's something you can only experience during the Christmas season. That's so nice. Yeah, and it's something completely different than, well, a parade, a cavalcade, a stage show. Those kind of shows you have in every season, but... Lighting up the tree is it's really unique uh, to Christmas, so that's why it feels like a special uh, Christmas memory uh, to me. Do they bring out like a float or 
barge or yeah. something for the characters to stand on there's a, this kind yeah, of it's some kind of uh, temporary yeah, stage it right yeah. yeah it's basically uh, yeah a flat uh, ah, okay. float. Interesting. <laughs> yeah with uh, some stairs and an upper part where the main yeah. characters uh, stand so that way it's easy for people in main streets to also follow the show it's so cool i think it's such a fascinating technical achievement in itself with the lighting that can be controlled in the christmas tree and individual yep. segments and all the garlands on main street so main street yeah it's really incredible it's visually very interesting to look at and it's a, such a cute little show yeah it is it's not extremely long no. indeed uh, but it's a nice touch that really adds the christmas feeling to a visit totally yeah. i think considering that you're standing watching it it's got exactly the right length like <laughs> it doesn't need to be too yeah, long true <laughs> if it's lo any no. longer i want to be sitting down <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so what's your first uh, pick eric so my first pick is the giant gingerbread house in the disneyland hotel oh yeah that's nice so yeah while many americans American Disney hotels have had the pleasure of their own giant Disney gingerbread house since 1998. We didn't get one until 2011. So the Disneyland Hotel Paris followed suit and started the new tradition for the European resort. Yeah. While the first edition was a cute and rather simple affair, the Disneyland Paris team really stepped up their game in the later years. The gorgeous gingerbread house, really more of a mansion <laughs> we have today was one year in the making. It was designed by Walt Disney Imagineering with input from the hotel's cast members and management. The house's design utilizes some Victorian stylistic elements, just like the Disneyland Hotel does. It takes five confectioners an entire week to produce the required amount of gingerbread. The gingerbread is baked according to a traditional French recipe validated by the Gingerbread Museum of Strasbourg. I didn't even know there was one before oh, researching cool. no. this, <laughs> but that is on my bucket list now. Now, once the gingerbread is ready, it is dried for two months. After hardening, it is cut into the required shapes with an electric saw. It takes 10 days to construct and finalize the gingerbread house. The Disneyland Hotel cast members, the California Grill Kitchen Brigade, and the operational and hotel maintenance teams are all involved in the process. The carrying structure of the gingerbread house is mainly constructed out of wood, and then sugar and of course the gingerbread is layered on top, and glucose is used to make sure that the gingerbread stays where it needs yeah, to be. Yeah, really important. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Now the Imagineers even gave the gingerbread house its own little tiny mini backstory. So apparently when nobody was looking, a cat sneaked into the house when it was under construction. If you listen very carefully, you can hear it meowing behind a window all day long. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You can also see the silhouette in one of the windows, which is a fun little detail. Now, this is a fun little feature that is something that I really enjoy about the house in general, since many of the little windows hold their own respective little details and elements like the fireplace in the top rear window of the house. Yeah, Victorian gingerbread house, the huge Christmas tree with Victorian era toys underneath, and the gorgeous Disneyland Hotel lobby decorated in all the splendor is what make this a Christmas favorite for me. So even if you're not staying at the Disneyland Hotel, yeah. it's worth popping into the lobby to take a look around the entrance. Find it on the far right-hand side when facing the Disney Hotel park entrance. So you're facing towards the castle. So it's all the way on the right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a fun thing to look at and take a couple of pictures. Yeah, with. it's definitely worth a look. Uh, yeah. After, well, a whole day in the parks, it's a relatively quiet, <laughs> peaceful place uh, to, to go inside, have a look at uh, the nice uh, mansion and, uh, and the big Christmas tree indeed with little train circling around and... 
Yeah, and it's beautifully uh, lit up. Uh, so totally. uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a magical house. They also have some extra stage lighting, which uh, changes colors very slowly. So True. it adds just a little bit of a extra colorful touch. It's very subtle and super tasteful in my opinion <laughs> i really like it yeah and it also smells really good in there that's i'm true. not sure if it's the actual house or <laughs> <laughs> scent branding some uh, freak yeah. yeah scent uh, machines yeah. or <laughs> but uh, yeah it, uh, it it smells good yeah. since they make it fresh every year i would assume that part of it is at least the house i mean i hope it is <laughs> <laughs> and the disneyland hotel has its own distinct uh, fragrance that they do distribute in the air conditioning system on top of that so yeah uh, but it mixes together really well it's it's a very nice pleasant yeah. aroma and you can and you can buy that fragrance uh, from the shop it's upstairs true. yeah it's expensive but well you can yeah. bring the hotel to your own home so i think i'm gonna buy it next time i'm there i was already debating last time but the price tag was just so, mm. yeah. do you remember how much it was 60 euros or something like yeah, that or? 60 euros something yeah. around that mark yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so Ka-ching! <laughs> What's next on your list, Niels? Next on my list is, well, last year's Village Nature Paris Christmas vacation that I oh, uh, yeah. celebrated over there. And we recorded a whole episode about it. But uh, I just want to mention it again. As Well, we stayed there for a week uh, from Christmas till New Year. And this holiday resort or vacation park is a collaboration between Center Parks, part of the Pierre Vacances group, and Disneyland Paris. And it's located right next to Disneyland. Disney's uh, Cabin Park, the Davy Crockett Ranch, a short drive away from the parks, and it's in a beautiful natural environment. So the park isn't Disney themed because it's operated by center parks, but it's a beautiful place with lots of activities and a fantastic uh, geothermal in an outdoor water park. It was so cool to be able to swim outdoors, even though it was freezing at that time. And they had great slides, a beautiful indoor tropical uh, wave pool. And the reason that this is such a great Christmas memory to me is that it was so relaxing that we had well, our own little apartment with a fantastic view over the resort. We could sleep in, get some fresh uh, croissants uh, from the bakery, <laughs> so nice. make a little walk, um, go for a swim. There was no pressure at all. We had a full week. And when we wanted to do some rides, to see a Christmas show or well, well, when it was time for lunch or dinner, then we just drove over to Disneyland, spent some hours over there. Yeah, And the great thing is that we didn't have to do long days in the park. So, so uh, relaxing. It, it was pretty cold. It could be a bit rainy. Yeah, so yeah, we had a full week and we could easily spread the magic out over that week and, and still make it a well, relaxing holiday. So uh, yeah, that's something that you can do easier from a holiday park uh, and a longer stay uh, than from a hotel, I think. So yeah, we were not impressed by the Village Nature restaurants. So we mostly had dinner in Disney Village, in the parks, and even one time at the uh, Davy Crockett around the corner. All restaurants had special Christmas drinks, main courses, special Christmas desserts. So yeah, of course, we enjoyed all the Christmas decorations and entertainment that Disneyland had to offer uh, last year. But uh, that was, well, just a very special Christmas vacation. And I can really recommend uh, to, well, do a full week like we did in the, the Village Nature uh, resort that sounds so fantastic i mean everything except for the food options which is such a bummer it's such a recurring theme at disneyland paris it's great except <laughs> yeah. for the food sometimes and in this case i really thought the well the disneyland paris and the disney village food offering was better than uh, what we had on the right well, on the park itself there's a huge uh, fapiano there's a, a burger restaurant but 
Ja, Fabiana, you have in Disney Village. The burger restaurant is not as good as uh, Annette's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and there's uh, another, um, I think, tapas and French style restaurant. But yeah, in the end, I think we prefer to, <laughs> to catch some Disney magic and, uh, and uh, yeah, go back to the Disney restaurants and uh, enjoy all the special Christmas decorations and food offers today. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you're not pressed for time anyway, no. you can pick and choose where you have your dinner. You don't have to go with what's the closest thing right now. Yeah, <laughs> so. true. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So what's next uh, on your list? Yeah, so next on my list are the beautiful Christmas window displays you can find along Main Street and the Disneyland Hotel. Oh. Now, the window displays yeah. on Main Street are one of my favorite things to look at no matter the season, but Disney goes all out for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to share some highlights with you guys. These all came from a fantastic interview on uh, designingdisney.com with Christelle Dugenestu, who oversees sees the window displays on Main Street. Now, according to Christelle, the designers mm-hmm. always tried to create a link between the window displays and what will be happening in the Disneyland Park during the Christmas seasons. Meetings with the entertainment department are held every year, which give insight into the overall theming of the park. Based on their input, designers look for key elements that will be found around the park, like the Christmas tree on Town Square or the Christmas parade. These visual elements are included in the window displays, so it's all very congruent. The window displays always feature one of the Disney characters in seasonal attire and classic Christmas decorations like a Christmas tree, gift boxes, and lights. The outfits of the figures are custom made by the costuming department of Disneyland Paris. All decorations are designed in-house, and some of them are created by Disneyland Paris workshops, while others are made by reliable third-party suppliers. Most of the Disneyland Paris team has worked with for years, so they really understand what Disney needs, and um, they're really good with details. So they're almost in-house, but they're external. (laughs) (laughs) While some of the Christmas decorations do get reused, the design team tries not to put the same pieces of decoration in the same spot two years in a row. So one piece, for example, a Christmas tree made up entirely out of glass ornaments could be seen at the Disneyland display window one year and inheritance the next. Over the years, the team has accumulated over 300 detailed Disney figures, which allows them to change the displays often and not to always have the same characters everywhere. Therefore, stable characters like Mickey, Minnie, and the princesses can easily be plussed with the likes of Remy and Emile from Ratatouille or Mike and Sully from Monsters, Inc. Now, the team start planning in March, brainstorming about the Christmas window displays. Then the design process begins with sketches and concept art. And based on the team's detailed illustrations and specifications, the decorations are built by the Disneyland Paris workshops and the external suppliers. Finally, the window displays are set up in November. So uh, Main Street USA takes the longest to decorate. There are 45 retail windows, which usually take seven to eight days to finalize. Everything is set up at night, working from 10 o'clock in the evening until 6 a.m. in the morning. The team consists of four retail designers, three graphic designers, and the graphic designers create the backgrounds, the floors, and the sides of the show windows, and all kinds of other things like graphics for the Christmas boxes. And the window team works together with other departments like the Disneyland Paris workshops and the people who remove the old window displays and put in the new ones. So (laughs) in the nights before the start of the Christmas season, there are about 20 to 25 people working to get everything in place on time. So this is like a huge logistical feat, just like decorating the park is. It's something that I feel really pays off in the end. I'm not the biggest 
Disney merch geek out there, but I love seeing it displayed so mm-hmm. beautifully in the windows they create. And yeah. <laughs> if I could take home the whole display, that's something that I'd be interested in. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to work there, uh, Eric, yeah. uh, as a graphical designer. <laughs> as you can already start in March and uh, yeah, you, you work till Christmas. Lots so, of fun. Uh, <laughs> I need to learn French, though. So I don't think I've shared this on the podcast before. I've actually worked for Disney as a graphic designer, as one of their oh, cool. external suppliers, you could say, uh, before for the mm. press department. Oh, that's why you said trusted yeah. external suppliers. <laughs> yeah. So that was something I really enjoyed. And um, I could work with them in English, which was great. But I guess if you're working in a house, that's definitely good to be able to speak French as well. So Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but what a fun time. Yeah. Niels, what's next on your list? Yeah, my last pick is the, well, the New Year's Eve part from last year not Christmas of course but well related so last year we bought tickets for the New Year's Eve party at the Disneyland Park the park closed uh, early that day and it opened well again (laughs) especially for people um, with a special ticket and although it was quite busy that evening it was really worth uh, our money it was so cool to be with my family uh, in front of the castle yeah and to be in the park while counting down to 2020. Well, that time we didn't know (laughs) what kind of year it would uh, become, but uh, (laughs) all night... uh, (laughs) Everybody would have been like, oh... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, new year! (laughs) But now all night attractions were open. There was free face painting, special shows, special meet and greets. So much um, fun. uh, And the highlight was Central Plaza and uh, Main Street uh, turning into a dance venue with uh, DJ uh, Afrojack. <laughs> so um, much fun. Yeah, he played some of his well, biggest hits, but mixed with classics and, and even with some Disneyland Paris songs like music from uh, all the parades. Is, well, he's a fan uh, himself. So, uh, yeah, that was. Uh, that's really some, cool. Yeah, some really cool touches and a totally different atmosphere than uh, the usual Main Street vibe. So, uh, yeah, with light effects, projections on the castle, fountains, and everything was in place to, well, make it a unique uh, outdoor dance stage. So, yeah, it was a truly unique night and, uh, well, something that I would definitely invest some money in uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like so much fun. Yeah. And you can stay in the park till, well, two o'clock. So that's uh, oh, nice. also uh, yeah, something that you usually cannot do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, That is on my bucket list as well. So I've done Christmas there once in my life when I was a little kid. Yeah. So we stayed from the 24th until the 25th. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. We <laughs> brought our own little tiny Christmas tree from home and set it up in a hotel Oh, room. nice. <laughs> Just a teensy thing, you know, that yeah. you can fit in a bag easily. It was wonderful. I really enjoyed it as a kid. And my dad put some little presents under the tree so it was a lot of fun and a nice way to have your own private little christmas object in your room on top of the beautiful decorations you can find all over the parks but uh, new year's is something that i would love to do someday that sounds really cool maybe we can uh, celebrate (laughs) together uh, in one time yes yes that'd be so much (laughs) fun (laughs) are there any fun new year's traditions that you guys do in the netherlands like something that you have to do like okay so half of my family is from peru and Mm -hmm. before before the new year comes you have to eat i believe like eight grapes and walk around the house three times every single one of those things has like some symbolic meaning like the grapes bring you good fortune and then you have to put lentils in your pockets which represents like money for the next year do you guys have something weird like that in the netherlands or is that just something <laughs> <laughs> from peru 
well, <laughs> I don't recall something like that, but <laughs> we usually, we call it uh, Oudejaarsavond, so um, Old Year's oh, okay. Eve. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the last uh, eve of that year. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. Gone. And yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, entertainment on the TV, including, uh, well, a cabaret show. Nice. Looking back on the year and everyone is eating uh, oliebollen. Oh, what's that? Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> well, Dutch food that well, consists out of uh, deep fried yeah, dough nice. balls. Everything fried, I'm all here for. Yeah. <laughs> it's powdered with uh, sugar on them. Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. We have that exact same thing in Germany as well, except for oh, here they're called cool. uh, Berliner. Oh, Berliner. <laughs> like people from Berlin. Yeah, it's a bit the same. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, and if you like uh, raisins, uh, there's a version with raisins in them. Oh, fun. And the other thing that we eat are the apple flop, which is like an apple uh, beignet. So, uh, oh, yeah. good. So and also sugared, yeah. Uh, that yeah, sounds so delicious. Uh, yeah. We have, well, we have the Berliner, <laughs> which we just talked about in Germany. And then we also always eat yeah. raclette. Oh, raclette, which yes. Which is... With the cheese. Exactly. So for those of you that don't know, raclette is basically like you get a special grill that you put on the table and every single person has a tiny little pan and then you put some of the raclette cheese mm-hmm. in your pan and you mix it with veggies or potatoes and then uh, you put that underneath the grill so it gets heated and it yeah. melts really nicely and then on top of the grill you can put things like meat or well veggies if you're a vegetarian I guess too it's so oh, good right. and oh, yeah. yeah it's a lot of fun and fireworks of course eh? <laughs> of course except for this yeah, year except for this <laughs> but, year yeah, usually same yeah. here but uh, no but, but, but it's not the same in every country but here in holland uh, well everyone well most people <laughs> buy their own fireworks from special shops that open in december and then they well <laughs> just fire away the old year <laughs> and welcome the new one uh, uh, in front of their house in the streets and, and then the next day yeah the whole country is a mess <laughs> yeah it's so dirty oh my so gosh i uh, prefer the bigger uh, the fireworks shows controlled yeah. by the community so well, i agree have some nicer fireworks it's not a mess all over the place and it's also more safe the fire brigade also has less work to do <laughs> yes exactly yeah and that's exactly the reason why this year it's not allowed to have any fireworks because a lot of people yeah have accidents and uh, yeah, yeah. our hospitals cannot uh, <laughs> handle that uh, now with all the covid cases yeah. so uh, to make sure that uh, the hospitals uh, can focus on covid there are no fireworks this year yeah. that makes sense it's the same in germany we're not allowed to shoot off fireworks anymore and it makes sense yeah, yeah i agree too i actually have a little tiny accident with a firework once myself the beer bottle of which we're shooting the fireworks out of tipped Ah. over because it was windy and the little rocket blasted right onto my pants and ruined my pants and seared a hole into them which was not great i'm okay with them leaving it up to the professionals i definitely enjoy a good firework on new year's eve but i don't mind if the city takes care of that for me (laughs) no exactly and usually it's cold or maybe a bit rainy and i I even don't want to go out (laughs) outside (laughs) Yeah. yeah but also a lot of people here like to uh, <laughs> to stick the Christmas trees on fire. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah, okay. burning Christmas trees is also something Dutch, I guess. I haven't heard of that one before. <laughs> like that. a giant bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> what a delight. Yeah. And, and then in the new year, so the next day, another tradition is the New Year's dive. So uh, yeah, a lot of Interesting. Uh, people dive oh right that's into... with the uh, running into the cold water right and the... yes. yeah, 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 yeah yes. i saw that whether it's a little lake or yeah, it's like hundreds sea, of people but... in this really famous yeah. um port side town yeah, that you it's... guys have right yeah the main new year's dive is in the scheveningen which is the port of uh, the hague yeah 
and uh, yeah, yeah, hundreds or maybe thousands of people it's crazy. go there every year and they <laughs> dive into that cold sea while it's maybe freezing. And they also have a giant fire there, right? Like a yeah. giant bonfire, yeah. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's also not allowed anymore, uh, especially oh, no. <laughs> uh, since there were <laughs> quite some uh, well dangerous uh, oh. <laughs> things happening uh, last year or uh, two years ago. Not sure anymore, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in Germany, after you're done with the Christmas tree, I don't know exactly what day yeah, it is. Yeah, what do you do after. with the Christmas tree? <laughs> yeah, so we don't burn them, but there's a um, statewide Christmas tree pickup service. So you basically just right. you're allowed to dump your old tree on the street and they pick them up and they recycle them and turn them into paper, toilet paper, yeah. paper products just in general, I guess. Actually, they do that here as well, but yeah, there are always people <laughs> burning the tree. <laughs> that feel the need to burn it. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. But it's usually like when it's already one o'clock or two o'clock in the night after the fireworks, they're still outside. <laughs> they start burning Whatever stuff. Whatever we yeah. can... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Set on fire, we'll set on fire. <laughs> yeah. But the zoo here in the, in Amersfoort asks every year to bring your Christmas tree oh, in the, the new animals. year uh, to the zoo. And then they bring it to the oh, animals. Nice. They yeah, like to eat it or play with it. And uh, yeah, I think if you bring a Christmas tree, then you can enter the zoo for free or bring your kids for free. Something That's like really that. so cute. Uh, I like that. Yeah. And it's also good uh, for the environment. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a win-win uh, situation. I love yeah. not throwing things away when I don't need them anymore. Honestly, I'm all for for donating and i love that that's such a cool thing and for the animals in the zoo a yeah. lot of fun <laughs> oh and a lot of dutch people also buy uh, i'm not sure if that's something you do in germany as well uh, audi lot, which is a lottery okay. so you can go into the new year as a millionaire or millionaire. Ah! <laughs> so there's always a lottery on the well new year's eve and uh, yeah at least i haven't heard of it here in germany i won't deny that okay. some people do that okay but no it's a big thing yeah. here it's even people that don't play the lottery usually they probably buy um, an audi r slot yeah. interesting <laughs> oh my, that's funny okay yeah. <laughs> so yeah so number three on my it's my turn right yeah we did new year's yeah okay oh yeah this was a long one <laughs> that's good that was a lot of fun <laughs> we got completely lost yeah. <laughs> yeah. so what's your last one yeah so my last one is the castle club lounge christmas tea time Ooh, nice if you want a full account of the very disney bougie experience check out our vip experience at disneyland paris episode yeah tea time in the castle club lounge is something i look so fondly back on it's available daily from 4 p.m until 5 30 p.m and it's a wonderful perk included for anybody staying in a castle club lounge room at the Disneyland Hotel. So after spending all day at the parks, it's just a short walk to the Castle Club elevator and so convenient to just zip right up to the third floor and grab some hot tea and delicious savory and sweet snacks yeah. while enjoying the fantastic view of the giant Christmas tree in the castle on Main Street from the lounge. The lounge was also decked out in Christmas decor with the railings covered in elaborate Christmas garlands and the dark green artificial pine was complemented super nicely by white and gold red baubles. <laughs> so it was all decked out. It wow. looked super Christmassy. Nice. When you arrive, you know, you're probably tired, your feet hurt. <laughs> so nothing is more inviting than those comfortable chairs and delicious snacks that are available at the tea time buffet. There are muffins and eggs with bacon, vegetarian carrot sandwiches, these delicious chicken wraps, which were my absolute favorite, little cakes <laughs> and mousse au chocolat. So mm. you've got a large selection going on there. Yeah. 
But there's no one uh, to uh, massage your feet, right? <laughs> well, Mickey comes by every once in a while. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but at this point, you'll take anything. And uh, having a nice, comfortable chair is oh, it's so nice. And you also yeah, have really nice. soft, carpeted floors, which, mm-hmm. believe it or not, make a yeah. big difference. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're really bouncy. Uh, so that feels really yes, nice. Yes, yes. Yeah. So besides a selection of teas, soft drinks, juices, coffee, and hot chocolate, which is all included, the service is very friendly and uh, it's just it's so relaxing you guys to sit there a really nice contrast to the hustle and bustle that goes on on main street you can just sit feel super cozy and christmassy while sipping your hot chocolate out of your castle club branded mug and have a beautiful view of the castle (laughs) yeah nice now the lounge itself is full of neat design details like the subtly patterned silk fabric on the back of the chairs to the fantastic technical illustration of sleeping beauty castle so another one of my favorite details is the ornate plaster ceiling that can be found in the center of the lounge so it's very nice french accent there after some r&r it's fun to get back into to the parks and yeah have a really good yeah. time my last tip on this part for you guys is you can watch the fireworks from the castle club lounge so they do play the music and it's just a very unique way of experiencing the show it's a lot yeah. of fun <laughs> so once the castle is back up and running yeah. and corona is all behind us and there's yeah. fireworks again then you um, can do it again <laughs> yeah but it's nice that they pump in the music yes. uh, and uh, yes. well yeah from the well the comfort of your chair and the warmth inside it's, it's a different experience than most um, definitely yeah, a, a vip experience totally i'm always so impressed by the disneyland paris audio distribution systems i mean i can't imagine how complex these things are that they can have their loops going throughout the day with announcements plus birthday music plus live feed from the shows going on outside that's really uh, impressive to me i I think it's really cool just on a technical standpoint i would like to see that uh, control yes that'd be so cool there are pictures (laughs) available i believe but yeah a nice tour would be fun with one of the technicians and see what all they can do yeah like can you flush all the toilets at once i don't know (laughs) yeah it would be really nice yeah maybe Maybe one one day day, yeah they have some kind of uh, vip uh, guided tour where you can see that kind of uh, stuff as uh, I think in uh, Walt Disney World they have uh, all kind of uh, yeah that tour for uh, yeah, like tours and, and VIP several thousand dollars yeah. 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 you pay yeah, hundreds yeah. of dollars <laughs> yeah. each <laughs> so if you you do that with a family then <laughs> no but it would be really cool to totally. see uh, that kind of stuff yeah Niels where can people find you well people can find me uh, mainly on Instagram uh, that's where I do the daily post at uh, capturing Disney parks and uh, for all my other activities, uh, go to uh, capturingdisneyparks.com and uh, it's all linked there. So cool. You guys, be sure to follow Aeromagique on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for more neat Disneyland Paris content. If you enjoyed the show, please, please leave a rating and review on your favorite platform. It really makes a difference and helps new folks discover the show. And if you do, we might read it on a future episode. So yeah. Fantasy Player from Ireland writes the down low on DLP. <laughs> <laughs> Eric and Niels do a fabulous job at breaking down the park's attractions into bite-sized and formative podcasts. I love to listen to this podcast on my way to work while I dream of my next visit back to Disneyland Paris. Thanks, guys. I really recommend this podcast to my fellow Disney fans that need a regular park fix. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Thanks so much for that <laughs> wonderful review from Ireland. It's uh, it's really appreciated. Yes. I love the Irish. You guys are fabulous. If you guys want to give us a Christmas present this year, <laughs> leave a review. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, 
But also a shout out to James, who just got the most fabulous Peter Pan tattoo and shared a picture of it with us on Instagram. So hey, James, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and before concluding this uh, Christmas episode, Eric, I would love to thank you uh, for the wonderful year. Uh, I was very honored when you asked me earlier this year to uh, officially join you as a, well, a structural Air Magique uh, co-host. Each and every podcast that we recorded together in the past uh, two years was a great experience. And for the listeners, sometimes Eric and I chat for another hour about Disney, Disney parks, our lives, cultural differences between uh, the Netherlands and Germany or local food specialties. <laughs> anyway, it's it, always great fun uh, to record and chat together and um, also on regular work days uh, over WhatsApp, uh, we chat every now and then. So thank you very much, uh, Eric, again for this great year. Oh, thank you so much, Niels. I couldn't ask for a better co-host. I really appreciate your <laughs> kind words. Thank That's you very so much. Yeah. I'm very touched. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast definitely are one of my uh, highlights, uh, especially in 2020. So uh, yeah. yeah, mine as well. It gets us through the quarantine. Exactly. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you this year, so I really enjoyed every moment. Yeah, we've made it to the end, Niels. This is the last episode of 2020, yes. you guys. <laughs> yeah, despite the pandemic, we want to wish every single one of you a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays and a great start into the new year. Stay safe, you guys, and have a great yes. time. So Talk to you next year. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>your highlight of 2020 regarding Disneyland Paris? Well, although COVID-19 isn't something uh, to celebrate or a favorite <laughs> <No>. experience, <laughs> but, Whoa, <come. laughs> but due to the pandemic, uh, well, I was able to experience Disneyland Paris in a totally different way. Uh, I went to uh, DLP short after the first uh, reopening in July. Oh yeah. And there's a full Airman Chic episode uh, available with my trip report, but this really was a highlight of 2020 for me because we were not able to go for four months. So it was great to be back home. Secondly, because the Disneyland Railroad was open again <laughs> after a closure of, I think, more than a year. And lastly, because yeah, and even though we had to wear a face mask, uh, which we got used after a while, I was able to experience the parks in an exceptional way. Uh, the crowds were extremely low those days. Big Thunder Mountain around noon, just a five minute wait. Yeah, that, I guess that says oh, enough. Amazing. It's something that we haven't experienced before. I was able to take some great pictures of a relatively empty park. Yeah, it was just fantastic. Also, Disney introduced the PhotoPass uh, magic shots, a lot of new meet and greet locations. So there was really something new to explore as a well, yeah. regular guest uh, as well. 